Laser! You're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show. That was The Social Outcasts from Vancouver with Heavy Metal Freak and, quote, the long-defunct Social Outcasts gigged in and around Vancouver in the early 1980s. They opened... For the likes of DOA, The Scissors, The Fastbacks, The Angelic Upstarts, and performed at the infamous Smiling Buddha Cabaret on several occasions. Unable to achieve the punk rock nirvana they fought for, the group disbanded in 1983. Social outcasts remain a sound example of a gritty suburban garage band which successfully blended three chords with a little chaos mixed in for good measure. So that's Brand new, old stuff from the Social Outcast from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada with Heavy Metal Freak. And coming up right now, speaking of old stuff, are the Great Scots from Halifax, Nova Scotia. Why the Great Scots from the 1960s from Nova Scotia? Well, of course, in honor of the Stolen Minks from Nova Scotia, who will be phoning in to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show in a bit. The Stolen Minks are in town here to play a couple gigs in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada at the Balmoral with the Beelines and the Mean Jeans, and tomorrow, because they're playing tonight at the Balmoral, tomorrow at the Library House with the Mean Jeans. Here is the great Scots with That's My Girl and after that a little bit of recordings from a man that needs no intro duck shine
He was one of Bradbury's kind of people who early took to wings, jumped first from the barn roof at home, then the church steeple, and when his bones were finally out of slings, took off from Baldy's snowy dome, landing this time in a tree, and still denied the pull of gravity. Instead, he dug the pull of endless time and space, gazed nightly at the stars, read Verne and Wells, became an active flying ace who dreamed of setting foot on where else, Mars, or was it old Barsoom? He watched the astronauts return two times from walking on the moon and swore he'd break the bonds that held him soon. Then one day they came out in the bog behind the Carter place, took him and his dog for one swift, silent spin in outer space to Mars itself and back again. I only know they disappeared one day and were gone a long, long time away since they came back. They mostly sit and look at the green trees, the garden, and the brook. Poem's called Earthbound, and it's about all of us, Bradbury's kind of people. Listen, everybody, I, I, have a, I have a plan tonight, which is to try and entertain you for a short while. And I'll do a little actor song and dance. You'll laugh and you'll giggle. <laughs> you'll say, what's Captain Kirk doing? <laughs> and, and I'll say, he's acting. Our Captain Kirk is acting. And, and there's just two things I ask you. One is to, um, <laughs> to enjoy it. You gotta enjoy it. And though after, after I, I do my little song and dance, we'll open the, the, uh, the lights and we'll talk. And, and, and I'll do questions and answers and I'll tell you amazingly funny stories about things that have happened to me. <laughs> and, and all you'll have to do is have a good time. There's just a couple of things I ask you. And that is, one is the flashbulbs in this first part where I'm attempting to entertain will destroy my concentration and destroy your concentration and be a bummer all the way around. <laughs> so if you could hold the flashbulbs and the cameras, oh, afterwards you can get all, yeah, you know, do things. <laughs> then you get all the fun pictures. Right now you just get an actor trying to. And the, the, the second thing is, within this short little thing I'm gonna do, there will be a, an occasional silence, calculated cunningly to, to attract your attention. Or it may very well be that I'm trying to remember my lines. But in any case, among this group, I'd say a half a dozen of you will have something far more intelligent to say than I could ever think of in that pause. Write it down. <laughs> And then, and then you send it in, and we'll, I'll have a box top for you from Kellogg's. And so I've just, that, 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 that kind of thing would really be helpful. <laughs> Forgot how it starts. <laughs> when we think of unknown worlds, 
we think of Jones Beach. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it is an unknown world. Whatever happened to Nathan's? I don't know. That's an unknown world. When we think of unknown worlds, we think of the galaxy. We think of, of the stars, the universe. But you've got to imagine that up until a comparatively few years ago, that unknown world lay just a few miles away from where a man was born and lived and died. And that tantalizing horizon followed him. It, no matter how far he traveled, it was there. Just whether he was Marco Polo or a Neanderthal, that horizon just kept beckoning him. And it beckoned him to the edges of the earth. And finally, it beckoned him into space. And no matter where he went, whether it was beyond the salt marshes at Montauk Point or into the galaxy, man imagined mythical worlds. And those mythical worlds are as real to him as that garden and the brook and the trees of that poem. I, I, I want to... I want to get inside your heads. I want to take you flying. For those of you who are not already flying. I'll get inside your head. You go on a trip with me. You just, you got, well, all you have to do is just sit back and relax and I'll take you, I'll take you flying. But the whole thing is, you got to kind of go with me and listen to me and listen to my voice. I'm going to hypnotize you if I can. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know what you're laughing at, but <laughs> okay. Now the whole thing here is you got to relax, relax. Just settle back and say, "Come on, come on, just relax." That's it. oh, ah, yeah. That's it. Now, now, t what are you laughing at? <laughs> relax and close your eyes. Close your eyes. I'll close mine after you close yours. You first. Seriously, close your, close your eyes. Go with me. Go with me for about three minutes. Close your eyes and take a deep breath. Ooh, relax. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Okay. Now, think of the garden of that poem. You've got to concentrate, pinpoint focus, concentration on the green trees. Think, think of the green trees and, and listen. If you listen, you can hear the sound of the birds and the breeze in the trees. Listen, 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 go with me. Hear it? Now, smell the scent of the earth. That, that is the earth. Go with me, go with me, go with me, go with me, go with me. Smell the scent of the flowers. That's it, that's it. That's it. Go with me. Keep your eyes closed. Keep your eyes closed. Concentrate on the sound of the birds. No, 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 don't. Don't go with me. Go with me. Now, keep your eyes closed and relax, relax. And think of yourself in the garden of that poem. Look at yourself. Look down on yourself, lying on the grass, looking up at the blue sky. Blue, blue, blue sky through the treetops. Focus on the sky, the sky, the sky. And feel the weight of your body pressed against the grass. 
Go ahead, feel it. Feel it. Feel the breeze caress your cheek. Now, now let your mind float upward. Let go of the garden. Let it float upward. Higher. Higher. Higher until you leave the garden and you can see the globe of the earth with its blue oceans and its white cloud cover and the continents. Look, 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 concentrate on that. Let your mind float into the solar system. Look at the planets wheeling around the sun. Now let, let go of the solar system. Go with me and let your mind wander out into the galaxy. Blackness, blackness. Look back. The Milky Way is just a silver wisp millions of light years away. Imagine yourself on a star path to the outer star clusters. Go further into the galaxy, universe, blackness, and listen to the stars talking, talking to you in a myriad of strange tongues. Keep your eyes closed. Man has always thought of the heavens as the abode of unimaginable unknowns. And he has sought to know the mysteries of those unknowns by means of flight, the expansion of his physical and spiritual being. Keep your eyes closed. Oh, I have slipped the surly bonds of earth and danced the skies on laughter's silver wings. Sunward I have climbed and joined the tumbling mirth of sun-split clouds and done a hundred things you have not dreamed of. Wheeled and soared and swung high in the sunlit silence. Hovering there, I have chased the shouting wind alone and flown my eagle craft through footless halls of air. Up, up the long, delirious, burning blue, I have taught the windswept heights with easy grace, where never lark or even eagle flew. And then with silent, lifting mind, I have trod the high, untrespassed sanctity of faith, put out my hand. of God. What, what is, is, is of interest to me, what, one of the fascinating things that, that has occurred to me somewhere in the middle of this long, tumultuous journey I've had in, in seeing uh, live audiences and talking is, is that I realize there's 1,100 of you, probably a little more, of you here this evening. You 1,100. And me one, <laughs> how, um, are inextricably bound together for the rest of our lives. You now have seen me in person, this guy who appeared on the screen, and I spit, you know, 
and perspire. And you see, you've seen me as a human being. You'll never be able to see me on the screen again without thinking of this evening and saying, hey, I think I know a little bit about him, what he's really like. And we're bound together from now on to the, as I grow older, <laughs> and you don't, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you look at me, that, you know, five years from now, you look at this, I say, I saw that guy, God, he looks, he's gotten older. You won't see yourself getting a aging. <laughs> but what I mean is we're, we're bound together in a much more familiar, you, you'll, you'll have a part of me as I will you uh, for the rest of our lives. And it's, I, I'm warmed by it. I, I hope you are. Another question. Yes, dear. How come there are no I said yes, dear, and he spoke, so I don't know. Uh, how come there are no bathrooms on the Enterprise? Well, you know that large seat I sat in. Yes, young man. Come here. Come over here. Yeah, you're okay. You didn't expect to come up. I mean, why should you be dressed? Yeah. Right? How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good? What's your name? Peter. You just keep looking at me. Forget about that. <laughs> are, are you terrified? No? What were you going to ask me? How'd this start? I think, I think Leonard, uh, that's an ancient Judaistic sign, you know, um, that split finger. Uh, do, you know what, uh, do you know what I mean by that? Uh, Mr. Spock thought of it. And uh, I once said to him as he gave me that sign, Vulcans speak with forked hand. That was my best line of the day. What else do you want to know? How I much do you weigh? <laughs> 35. 35 what? <laughs> Kilos? <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Not that I can't hold you because I'm Captain Kirk. But <laughs> okay. What else do you want to know? So speak, speak over here. Wait a minute. I just want to know how, how that started. <laughs> that's, all, that's all he wants to know. But, but, what, tell me your name again. Peter. Peter. Peter, there must be, have you seen a lot of Star Trek? A lot, I mean, really a lot? How much? How many times do you watch? <laughs> Since it first came to, on. Since it first came on? <laughs> When you were four. How old are you now? Seven. You've been watching it for three years? Are you tired of it? No. You're not tired of it. Don't you have any other questions? Don't you, isn't there something about it that really mystifies you? That really, it gives you a sense of what's happening? Isn't there any question you want to ask? How do you beam down? How do I beam down? Let me, let me ask you a question before I answer that one. 
Suppose I told you that it was a machine that could take your whole body and shimmer it down and break it up and then someplace far away, it could put it together again. <laughs> if I told you that, would you believe me? <laughs> If I told you it was a trick done by a cameraman, would you believe me then? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you which it is. I know what it is, all right. What is it? Can we speak in here? You know, you know what it is? They, they take off the screen and, the, and, and they kind of make like, a, like the person's disappearing. But, but the, you mean it doesn't really happen? They, they take away the camera for a minute, and then, and then, and then they, <laughs> then they make it look like that, and they, and they, like, kind of fade away. But if you know that, doesn't that rob it of the magic? Don't you lose the magic? Don't you think, oh, I know how that's done. You can still, you can still think, oh, you know how it's done and still have the magic at the same time? You were right, absolutely. Does, does being stereotyped as Captain Kirk interfere with anything, any other kind of work that I do? Well, uh, no, I mean, you mentioned the Colombo and things like that. No, I, I wouldn't say that it, it, it interfered, but there may be a lot of people saying, let's not hire him because uh, he's known too well as Captain, but I don't know that. All I know is that uh, in this day and age, I'm, I'm saying, no, I don't want to do that, whereas 97% of Screen Actors Guild is out of work. So I, I don't know what the... But, uh, but how does it affect my life? Let me, let me tell you a, a story that really fractured me when it happened. I, I was on tour for many years. Um, after Star Trek, I would go out every summer and tour in a summer play, in the, uh, usually on the East Coast, uh, that straw hat circuit. And I found the most convenient way of traveling was by means of a truck and a cab over the truck. So I'd drive up to the summer theater and, uh, and I'd park my rig and I'd do my, my week at the theater and drive off into the same, goodbye. <laughs> well, one theater uh, in New Jersey had our play for three weeks. So I decided to take the, uh, the cab, the thing on the back, what are you, the cab, I guess. No, we don't call it the cab. The camper, thank you. The audience always helps. Then I decided to take the camper off the back of the truck. And I don't know whether you've ever seen the camper that fits on the truck off the truck, but it stands on four legs, okay? Now my big problem in getting in the, at these summer theaters was where was I gonna park for the night? I had to plug in all these things. So that was all arranged before ahead of time. But this particular theater was in a fair-sized town in New Jersey, and there was no woods or things that I'd like to park in. So a guy offered me his driveway. And he had a large driveway. So I jacked up the uh, camper on the four legs and slipped the truck out. Now I had the truck for convenience and for my transportation. And I would, every night after the theater was over, drive up to my little camper and mount the camper and get in and, and live there. That was my place to live. Now, if you think about it, 
those four-legged little thing looks very much like the lunar module. <laughs> and I'd walk up, and I wasn't thinking about lunar modules. I was thinking about, God, I didn't get that laugh, you know. And one morning, and, and then, because you work at night as a theater actor, you, um, you sleep late because you work at night. And you're supposed to save your energies for the evening. And one morning, very early, there's a knock on my door. <laughs> Open the door. Oh, what do you want? It's a little kid, about six. Said, you Captain Kirk? <laughs> I said, go away, kid. <laughs> you know, a Captain Kirkism. Go away, kid. Said, you're Captain Kirk. <laughs> so I said, I, yes, I'm Captain Kirk. I said, is this your spaceship? So, I said, yes. I said, you want to see my spaceship? He said, yes. I said, come in. I had a little Sony television set. I said, those are my controls. I said, where do you beam down? I showed him the shower. That was about five years ago. There's a kid about 11 walking around now saying, I was in Captain Kirk's spaceship and I fixed it. <laughs> Star Trek, the three main characters, Kirk, Spock, and McCoy, uh, resemble very uh, much the three eagles they prepare and tell a child described by Eric Burney, games people play. Right. For example, Kirk is the authoritative parent to make decisions and protects his ship from the of his child. And he always talks about values and traditions his parents do. Uh, Spock is a logical adult, always makes computer-like uh, analysis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm with you, but I don't know what they're, what they're thinking, right? I have no idea what, why, that, why that sound. Really, I can't. Do you know why? Uh, you're, you're positively ignoring it. Is that right? You're going to carry on, no matter what. Okay. Yeah. And McCoy, uh, uh, has always kind of <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. Just the show must go on. It's just a, a phrase that rings in my ear every so often. And I was wondering if this was intended to The gentleman and scholar <laughs> asked me whether the similarity to uh, games people play, the analysis of the psychological analysis of people and parent, child, and uh, and adult, was coincidental or not, as to the relationship between uh, Spock, McCoy, and Kirk. Did I sum up what you've just asked? Is the difference between you and me pedantry? <laughs> Um, um, I, the book was, had not come out, I don't think, by, in 1966, I don't think it, it had come out. But obviously these things are in our nature, so that although Byrne uh, wrote it down and proscribed it, 
these things are universal. So, and we have a lot of, as you only too well know, I'm sure, collective univer uh, universals, unconscious universals within us, and so that good drama plums these universals and makes contact with the audience. You know, I don't really understand. This is the truth. I really don't understand the mystique, the thing of Star Trek. I understand the various levels of dramaturgy involved, the action and the adventure on, for those interested in that, the science fiction, the family of players, the personal popularity of the individual players, the underlying meanings of the stories and some of the hours, uh, uh, but I never understood the mystique. And it brings to mind what a hit show is. Nobody can know. I did a turkey <laughs> called um, <laughs> The World of Susie. Which turkey was I thinking of? The World of Susie Wong. It was a book that was, uh, millions of copies were sold. It was made into a play and then into a movie. When I was in the play uh, on Broadway. And when we started off, uh, in rehearsals, a million dollars came to the box office <clears throat> before, before it was even in, uh, out on the road. And when we got on the road, they shaped the play and formed it. It was directed by uh, Josh Logan, who had had South Pacific and things like that. I mean, David Merrick, who had many great hits before, since, and after. Paul Osborne, a fabulous writer. Titans of the theater. And when we opened New York, we got seven universally bad notices. It, it brings to mind. And then, by the end of three months, because we had to play for those million, that million-dollar advance, by the end of three months, the play had gotten going, and people began to come in and ran two years. And I don't know why I did that either. But what I'm trying to point out is, no matter how creative, no matter how uh, experienced people are in making hit shows, they never really know what what's going to constitute a hit. Uh, and sometimes it goes and sometimes it doesn't. And it's really in the area of chemistry between uh, the audience and the actor. And it also is really... I beg your pardon? There were 79. 79 episodes. It really brings to mind uh, what, is, what is the head, what is the brain. Is it a, an organic computer? Is, or is it, uh, you know, is it merely gray, unprepossessing matter? Or is it something more? A friend of mine, Norman Corwin, did an interesting thing one time. He wrote a play called The Hyphen, uh, which was the uh, University of Utah asked him to do. And we worked together on it. And he wrote a scene which involved what the mind is, what the brain is. <laughs> and like many great moments of truth, it takes place in a saloon. <laughs> and the hero's brain is a little fogged with alcohol. And he sees a friend of his, drinking buddy, Fumarella, come in. He's carrying, of all things, a cauliflower. 
What, you, what have you got there? Let me, let me see that. This is a brain, not a cauliflower. Look here, these convolutions. Cerebrum and cerebellum. Cherry. Corpus callosum. Medulla oblongata. Aren't these royal-sounding names for this majestic mush? Think of it. The compactness and economy. Some thoughts gone into this, Fumarella. <laughs> what an engineer designed this package. <laughs> Suppose you went to IBM and you said, hey, design me something weighing a pound or two which can part sight from sound, smell from touch, and fear from courage. It should love and it should hate upon the proper stimulus. Must distinguish between the smell of roses and oregano. Move a hundred muscles several feet away. Ponder urns and theorems and third acts. Make speech remind itself. Feel joy and terror. Do automatic things. Laugh, cry, wring hands, dream. Die and resurrect itself within the cycle of a day. Oh, and one more thing, Sir IBM. I want this article in mass production. <laughs> Billions, do you hear? Must be made of air and dust and water, a little passion, a little pain. All right, you got all that? When can you let me have it? But from what ventricle, what ounce of moldy matter seeps the bilge of melancholy. Where are the dreary marshes of malaise? At what joint is the will attached to the subserving flesh, and where is it? The will becomes will-o'-the-wisp. Here, venerable and gracious countenance, take your fruit. I, I tell you, unless... Peace and joy and love get top billing on the four sheets. What are we but a cattle yard? Thank you for your patient listening and the loan of your fruit. And good night, sir. I am always prolix when potted. And so the unexplored possibilities of man's mind remain a tantalizing distance away. And as the Starship Enterprise probed further and further into space, it kept finding larger dimensions of inner space, that world that is right here, right now, barely perceptible beyond the limits of our five Earth-bound senses. And perhaps, as Star Trek has suggested, one day man will find the image of his own psyche mirrored in the cosmos, whatever he must continue to look and to explore brave new worlds, to seek out new life, new civilizations, and boldly go where no man has gone before. Good night.
And you're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And who do we have in the studio right now? Hello, are you there? Hi. Hi. Uh, who are you? And can you please move closer to the oh, mics? Okay. We're the Stolen Minks. I'm Stephanie. I'm Tina. And I'm Erica. And how do you spell Tina? With two eyes. It's T I I N A. Is that unique? Uh, it's Estonian. It's like a Eastern European, so not unique there, but unique here, I think. Have you thought about adding an I? <laughs> we do that sometimes by mistake when we're typing her name really fast. Have you made any other Estonians in rock bands that have t- the name Tina at all? Have you come across any other Tinas in rock? Are there any other Tinas in rock? No, but when we were playing, uh, where, where was, I think, Peterborough, there was like a yoga, a poster for a yoga class, and it was taught by someone named Tina with two eyes. So you are on the lookout for two-eyed Tinas. Yeah, I'm going to find them all. <laughs> and who else is in the Stolen Minx? Who isn't here? Rochelle. Rochelle Gauguin, our keyboard player and also vocalist. So you guys yeah. just went on tour without the keyboards? Well, she's doing her MBA, so she, she couldn't come. So do you guys still have the keyboards up on stage then? How do you do that? We have a we don't giant have card, cardboard cutout of Rochelle <laughs> that we just leave up there. You make up for that. Yeah. yeah. And Stolen Minx, before you, I had a whole bunch of William Shatner Live from a 1978 album, Captain of the Starship, William Shatner Live, on the KTEL record label out of Winnipeg, where I think you guys passed by when you were touring, weren't you, Winnipeg? Is that where the grandfathers or the cousins came out in Winnipeg? Have you been having yep. family following you across on this journey? Rochelle, I guess, has been left behind. Who's been coming out to see you? Has anybody been coming out to see you? Hopefully people will come out to see you tonight. You are here to announce that you're playing tonight, right, Stolen Minx? Yeah. Yep, we're tonight at the Balmoral. You're playing at the Balmoral tonight. We we heard your song too. I shouldn't. I should say we heard your song as well. What song did we hear there? Reflexes. We heard the reflexes. Yeah. But please, a bit closer Sorry. to the mic there, Tina. Reflexes. If you can. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the mic kind of looks like an eye, doesn't it? You know, like so. Maybe there is three eyed Tina there. It actually looks there. like a T. Well, just the way it's shaped, you know, like oh. the eye, the mic, the, the special <laughs> eye. So we had the Stolen Minx right after William Shatner. And before that, to begin that whole rock block, I played some Halifax Garage Rock because that's where you guys are from, uh-huh. Halifax. Yeah. Awesome. We and didn't we didn't hear it. What, what did you play? I played legendary 1960s Halifax garage rock band. Oh, don't don't look at us, <laughs> Erica. You were what, in your 20s around then. You must know what that is. Who are the legendary garage rock bands from Halifax? There aren't a lot, are there, from the no, 1960s? Don't know. The Great Scots. Have you ever seen pictures of those guys? They wear kilts. They're the Great Scots. I have seen a picture. You know, Stephen Cook has a lot of old. Oh, memorabilia. yeah. The Great so Scots, sorry. they're from Halifax, Nova Scotia. I think they actually made it to American Bandstand as well. Wow. Have you guys been on any TV shows? How has your life paralleled the Great Scots? <laughs> Have we been on we a TV show? We love kilts. <laughs> okay, there's number one. Have you been on any t- on TV shows well, at we all? Well, we were on a, a pilot for a TV show called The Candy Show. Uh, we played, it was like a, a talk show kind of thing. Uh, I don't think that it ever aired, but we got to play a couple songs and yeah. we got interviewed lying on a bed. It was sort of yeah. sexy. There's a Halifax comedian named Candy Pomander. I think she got a show on APTN now. She oh, was like, she? Yeah, it's a legitimate show now. So, you, they, she got a show, but you didn't get on the show? Like, we you were just, on, like, something that's filmed before. Yeah. Yeah. You, you helped her get the show. <laughs> they, they're, so they're, you will be on the show, hopefully, coming up, They were up, practicing right? for real TV. I don't think and, we'll ever be on the show. No. I don't think they're going to use that footage. 
But you're the ones that influence them to get the show, right? <laughs> so you should be allowed on the show. This is cheating, isn't we it? We should go on whenever we want, really. And this is all out of Halifax, Nova Scotia. That's where you're from. Yeah. And thank you so much for bringing me a postcard right off the bat here. What is this postcard here? This is a legendary place, the Citadel. The Citadel, and that's the natal day queen at the time standing in front of the Citadel. The who queen? The natal day queen. What is that? It's the August 1st holiday. It's like a provincial holiday. Natal day. Yeah. Natal. yeah. And it's the birthday of Halifax, but they call it natal day. What is it everywhere else? What does it stand it's for? Like a civic it's, holiday. It's I, the birthday. Yeah, it stands birthday. for but natal. But not Natalie? No. <laughs> That's an amazing, an amazing like prenatal day. and postnatal. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I was thinking of. Exactly. <laughs> Dear Nardwar, thank you so much for having us on your show. We are very excited. You hand this to me before even being on air. Thank well, you. Keep on rocking we the fuel. This we is great. I thought that maybe you might have picked us up on your travels across the country, right? Because you've been traveling all across the country. Have you picked up any postcards? Do you guys collect postcards? Have you seen any Halifax postcards? Have you seen any Citadelian postcards on your travels? Not so far, but we've been mailing out postcards to our friends back home all the while. This one looks very (laughs) impressive, too. Was it out of a book? Because it looks like it might have been ripped out of a book. Yes. It's a a little pack of postcards, different scenes, Halifax, the Blue Nose, and whatnot. (laughs) <laughs> There's more boring scenes too. There's a lot There's of boring scenes. Just like people having picnics. Or it is ex- There's a picture of the Westin Hotel on one, I think. It is extremely mint, though. Thank you so much, Stolen Minx, for coming to my show, the Nardwadi Human Survey Radio Show on CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And thank you for coming to Vancouver. You're in Vancouver tonight playing at the Balmoral. It's very exciting. We just got here. We yeah. just literally pulled into town. Woo-hoo. And before that, you played in Vancouver at Hoko's, I understand. Yeah. yeah, that was fun. So you've experienced Hoko's, and now you'll experience the Balmoral in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. What can you experience and tell the people about your experience at Hoko's? What's your Vancouver oh, experience? What was it like? Hoko's, it, well, it was a really fun show, but we had driven from Canmore. So we'd driven like 12 hours that day. Yeah. And we saw a videotape of it later, and we looked like zombies while we were playing. But we're a little more refreshed cool zombies. But we loved, we loved the guy that ran that place, right? I mean, we loved the guy that ran that place. He was like, he reminded us of a bar owner back home, but nicer. <laughs> yeah. if, 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 if the most popular sort of venue at home actually had a nice bar owner, that, yeah. would, be, that would be Hoko. I guess. I don't know. What would that venue be called? What are the venues there? Like, oh, isn't, there, um, isn't there that crazy place that there is all the way? Gus's? Gus's, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, Gus's that would be is it. the main place. That's kind of like the That's cobalt in Vancouver for Vancouver reference. Yes. What's Gus's like? Maybe you could describe well, the Gus's. Well, it's like the neighborhood bar, and it used to be just sort of a bar where local people would go, and now it's basically the only place for indie bands to play, and their shows most nights. There's a big glassed-in section where they, they could have smoking for... For before the complete van, now you can't have any smoking And there's bars. video lottery terminals, yeah, which so I don't think they have in BC, yeah. do they? There's this glassed-in room with VLT machines and people gambling, and then there's outside of that, there's a show going on. It's kind of surreal. It's but funny. It's, it's also like down the street from everyone's mm-hmm. house. Like yeah. You can basically see it from our backyard. Yeah. Where did you drive from today? From Christine Lake. The what middle. Is that? <laughs> How many hours? Six hours. 
Six hours. Yeah, so hours. six hours. So it'll be six much fresher. Seven. What is the ultimate, like, to be fresh for a gig? Like, you're saying, like, it was a long drive the last time, like, 12 hours or yeah. whatever, 16 hours, six hours today. What's the best, do you think? Does it make any difference? Like, the best. This- Rolling out of your bed right into the gig? Does that make you feel any better? Does it really make any difference? Because the stolen minx put it out no matter what, right? (laughs) Yeah, I think, well, sometimes you can get so tired that you feel giddy and, like, super happy. So that that sometimes works in our favor. It's true. We get delirious sometimes. And you're playing tonight with the Beelines and the Mean Jeans. And you're also playing with the Bash Brothers coming up. The Bash Brothers. I've seen them from Nanaimo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A two-piece band. Yep. We, we met them, with them last summer. Last year, yeah. They're pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah, really awesome. They're great. And the Mean Jeans. Where did you meet the Mean Jeans coming up from the States? How did you get hooked up with them? Um, I heard their music. A friend referred me to their MySpace, and I just sent them a message saying, I really like, I like your songs. Can I buy a record? And they noticed we were playing Portland, and... So they wanted to play a show with us, and we're like, how about you come to Vancouver? We could do a little series of shows. So I hope they got into the country today. And if they did, you can check them out tonight (laughs) at the Balmoral with the Stolen Minx and the Beelines and the Mean Jeans tonight at the Balmoral in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And tomorrow you're also playing in Vancouver, too, as well, right? Yeah. At the Liberty House. The library house. Oh, I the think. library house. Okay, I'm. Oh, sorry, the liberty. Well, of course, well, there's much liberty and much regalness because there's natal day in Halifax. Which this is a really great card here. I'm just looking at a card that the stolen minks have presented to me. Nardwari human serviette. Just curious, how's your GPS working? Because you guys travel by GPS across this country. Yeah, yeah. it's been really good. It it has a soothing voice that talks to us. It's British, and it's like. Please turn left. And that's when you're having a stressful time driving. It's really nice to have that. But it also doesn't recognize new streets. So sometimes it just looks like you're driving like Mario Kart style through a desert and it doesn't know where we are. Is it depressing looking at it to see how far you have to go? No, Actually, it's nice. yeah, it's not it so bad because it, it, it always it always estimates the time is really really long, and so as you go, it, the, the minutes just chop away on the estimated time of arrival. So it's kind of nice. And it does work like with mountains and everything like that. Yeah, Sometimes. as long as you have it on. Like, we we turned it off yesterday, and then we took a wrong turn, and so we totally went out of our way and ended up going to Nelson by accident. That's why we had to stay in Christine Lake. So yeah. do you look at road signs as well or not really? Or do you totally go by the we GPS? Do. It's, it's weird because once you get used to using the GPS, you, you stop looking at the road signs. Yeah. We were talking about how it's pretty, you, it's kind of bad. You lose the ability to think for yourself really completely. <laughs> yeah. It says, please it's, it's take bad. a pee break now. <laughs> It doesn't have it has that on there though, doesn't it? Doesn't it show what Yeah, you can mark it so it tells you you could take Take rest. Doesn't it have restaurants too listed there? What have you found on there? Have you used it to find anything? Yeah, like every bar we've played at has been in there. You just search for a point of interest. Is that good or bad at the bars in there? (laughs) I I don't know. We found the motel last night with it. Yeah. Like yeah. Have you seen other bands using the GPS stolen links playing tonight at the Balmoral? Yes, we have. But who who had one? Oh, the guest bedroom in Toronto. They, they talked us they into getting us, one because yeah. they were like, we played with them in Montreal and then they were going to the place where they were staying and they were, I don't know, they didn't need directions. They were just like, boop, 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 boop. And they, they punched into the GPS and got there. I find it interesting that the name of the band is the guest bedroom because you stayed in their guest bedroom for a week. 
It wasn't. Yeah. It was just the living room, actually. The guest living yeah, room. Yeah, the guest living room. What exactly was that all about? How long do you usually live with the people <laughs> that you stay with after the gig? How does that oh, happen? We What's were... the longest that you lived with somebody? <laughs> on that tour? was the longest. That was the longest. Yeah. It was easily a week and a half. Because we were playing in Toronto, and there's all those little places like Hamilton and London and Barry. stuff around. So yeah, we yeah. kept driving like out of, outside of Toronto and then just staying there. But yeah, Alan from the guest bedroom let us stay with him, and we just like camped out. His whole living room was just our mattresses. I think he was sad when we left. He was. He wrote me an email and said he was like, "There's no coffee when I wake up in the morning." Yeah, <laughs> Alan slept really late. Because yeah. I see it's a 60-date tour. Now, is yeah. it a 60-date tour or is it a 60-day tour? I think tour? it's like 58 dates, but it's yeah. like a 70 days. 70 days. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Ten weeks or something. And you were spending yeah. about four days in the Portland area. I see. Yeah, <laughs> that's more. Is a that going to be another time. guest bedroom experience? Probably. Yeah, it is. Because Erica has a friend there, so. Yeah. Like, that's quite a long time in the Portland area. Four whole yeah, days of yeah. Portland. You're well, going to conquer have, Portland. There's two shows, and then we're going to be going down to Eugene for a show, and then back back, back to Portland just to crash there for another couple of days. Just, we're, we want to hang out in Portland. That That's going to be the one place where we actually have time to hang out and see some stuff and go to little, I don't know, little zine stores that we've heard about yeah. and record shops. And, yeah, we haven't really done any record shopping or fun stuff like that, so... We, Portland we, has some good zine stores and also have that great bookstore, mm-hmm. Powell's, as well. So yeah. there's lots of great yeah, excitement yeah, there. Yeah. They have a big zine convention, actually, every year in Portland. I don't know if you'll be there for that, but every mm-hmm. year in Portland, Oregon, that actually is happening. They were speaking to the Stolen Mix from Halifax, Nova Scotia, playing tonight at the Balmoral and tomorrow night at the Library House. How do people find out where the Library House is if they want to check you out? We don't even know yeah, where the Library House is. we don't know. <laughs> How, uh, I doubt it's in the GPS, too. Now, can they look for your car? What do you travel in? A car? A van? What do you yeah. travel in? You just look for the 1991 silver Toyota Previa. Or With the, the homemade blue, bumper. Silver. Oh, yeah, the homemade bumper. It's How's beautiful. that been working out? Does everything fit in there? What are your it tips for like storing stuff in there? Um, well, we have a, it's not too bad. We have a little Tetris system where everything has to go in at a specific time. But, uh, I wouldn't call it a system. It's really <laughs> just like we have to take everything out and then put it all back in. We can bring everything. too much stuff. Yeah. Do you bring drums? Yeah. yeah. So, oh, yeah. We have drums, the bass amp, a guitar amp. Um, but they're both combo amps. So they're, you know, and my, my drums stack into each other. Oh, well, there's plenty of room in there. <laughs> we could have another couple people, we really. Do. We have an extra seat. Yeah. So you do take people from gigs to gigs? Nardwar, you want to go to Portland with us? <laughs> Maybe up in the future I might. <laughs> but doesn't that happen after every gig? Don't you take somebody from one place to the other? Well, take some with us? Take we, someone with us? We yeah. offer rides. No yeah. one's taking us up Like yet, as a though. merch person? Doesn't that usually happen? We don't have a we don't have anyone with We'd us like this to. tour. Like it as a slave, good. as a slave. Somebody, <laughs> somebody that you can like abuse, right? Yeah. That often happens, right? That'd be awesome. Can, yeah. Like someone who drove. Yeah. Stolen Minx, also, aside from the guest bedroom where you stayed in a, for a week in Toronto, what was Tony the Farm Guy all about? What's that Tony the Farm Guy? You lived on a farm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a friend of ours who just started his own organic farm and invited us to go stay with him for a night. So we went in and hung out. He had pigs and, like, corn, every type of vegetable. And he had a, a yurt, which is, like, I don't know. How do you explain it's that? Like like, a, it's kind of like a... I don't know, a fancier tent, I guess. It's up it's off like, the ground and it's round. It's round. <laughs> it's yeah. You know. Like it's a like in like a, I don't know, Kazakhstan kind of area of the world. So how did you meet him at the gig? Uh no, he's a friend of mine from Toronto. 
So because um, I was just imagining, like a lot of bands do on tour, they say, "Hi, we're the Stolen Minks. We're from Halifax. We're playing the Balmoral tonight with the Beelines <laughs> and the Mean Jeans, and tomorrow we're playing the Library House with the Mean Jeans in Vancouver." MySpace us for info, and we'll be able to tell you their gig is because we don't know exactly where <laughs> the Library House is ourselves. And we're also looking for a place to stay. We're also looking for—is that what you usually say each well, night? Well, we we haven't had to do that too much because in Canada there's lots of family and friends, but we did it in Lethbridge, and we ended up staying with like the best people ever. Like, like, we, we just asked from the stage, and it was a dude in a band. Uh, what's their band called? Endangered Ape. Right, yeah. And he, he toured, so when we got to his house, he was like, lots of beds. If you want to shower, I have an awesome shower. Here's the internet. Like, and then he made us a giant breakfast. So, yeah. I don't know. Basically, we learned that we should always stay with strangers who we meet at shows. Have you said no awesome. to anybody yet? How did you know that Mr. Ape was going to be okay? We didn't, really. We did. he, well, cool. he, he, was saying, he said, you could stay at me and my girlfriend's place, and then we thought, okay, well, there's I don't know why. Was For there a girlfriend reason, there? Or yeah, 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 no, yeah, she was there. She was in the band, too. So were you ready to bail in case the girlfriend wasn't there or anything like that? No, like, what, we have probably ever... would have just stayed. <laughs> the Stolen Minks going for it on tour, 60 dates. And I have a couple songs here to play from you guys. And we have another song also by The Statues to play as well, right? What can you tell the people about The Statues? I find them interesting because don't they contain members of the band The Havocs? Yeah. And didn't you play with The Havocs and The Statues on the same tour? How does that work? Oh, uh, well, we just... I, I don't know how it worked. I guess we just know uh, Mitch and Jeff and Rob. Well, they're too, all but friends. Yeah, so basically, friends. we had to talk to one person, and they organized, like, two shows. Two shows yeah. with, with, two like, different two bands. different yeah. bands. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Different combos. They have a cool, like, tight little scene yeah. in Subway. It's awesome. We played but, in All Ages earlier with the Havocs, and then that night we played at the Townhouse with the, with statues. And then the Havocs came with us to Sault Ste. Marie, yeah. where we also And this played. is in Sudbury, right? Yeah. yeah, we started in Sudbury. They came with us. that's what they're based out of, right? Yep. They yeah. rule Sudbury, don't oh, they? Oh, yeah, they do. They're the kings of Sudbury. And they've been doing it for years. That's why it's so great that yeah. they're finally getting some recognition. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they're not finally yeah. getting some recognition, but I'd say the statues certainly are. Yeah. How about yeah. the Havocs? I think so, yeah. And what song are we going to hear? We're going to hear the song Signals mm -hmm. by the statues, and we're going to hear your song here, Consecutives. Is that the one you want to hear? Sure, yeah. yeah. Sure. Consecutives from the <laughs> brand new Stolen Minx. CD on CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, the Nardward Human Serviette Radio Show. <laughs>
Statues. It seems stolen makes that the statues are jammed at this present time. Oh, here they come. still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show. And we just heard the statues there. It jammed earlier, which is interesting that you made me say that word. It jammed because they kind of do have a jam influence, don't they? Yeah. The statues. They're kicking it hard. And who am I asking these questions to? Please, could you identify yourselves again closely with the mic to your faces okay. of who you are, what you're doing here, where you're playing, and what we just heard before the statues? We are the Stolen Minx. We're from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada, and you just we you just heard consecutives, I guess, before the statues, and then we heard from statues. <laughs> there. And consecutives from the brand new Stolen Minx CD, High Kicks. <laughs> 
released on the record label called New Romance from Montreal, who emailed you out of the blue. New Romance for kids. You go, you New do, Romance for kids. Have you ever said no to anything stolen there? <laughs> <laughs> You'll, you'll stay at anybody's house? You'll no. put a record on anybody's record? Like, what have you said no to? <laughs> uh, what have we said no to? Well, that, that guy the other night who, who asked if we could stay at his house who had 15 grandkids. Oh, yeah, yeah. You told him no. Yeah. Sometimes there's a clear no, and that was one. <laughs> <laughs> who lays down the law? Like, how do you know when it's time? Is it a group decision? Mm. Oh, yeah. Whoever is the designated driver lays down the law. <laughs> I and think you, so. And you are the stolen mix and i mentioned about winnipeg did some relatives come out in winnipeg because i saw some photos there yeah yeah a bunch of my my cousin and her kids um came out and uh yeah a little baby little tiny baby adriana my cousin's child and we taught her to play the drums which is on the blog which must be how you know that i guess (laughs) exactly and also didn't you guys play with the black lips you're going to be playing with the black lips how did you meet the black lips did you play with the black lips and then meet the black lips or how did you meet how did you get on the black lips that has yet to happen stephanie that's your story it's in october um it's when we get to atlanta we haven't met them before but it was a friend of mine gave me a bunch of contacts for booking things in the states and so I just emailed this guy Travis from Rob's House Records, and he he set the show up. So you're hoping it'll happen then? Oh yeah, well we're hoping a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> but that's we're a great gig though. Black Lips in their hometown. Oh yeah. Are they loved, oh yeah. Are they loved in their hometown? Just I like hope you're so. loved in yeah, Halifax, right? Yeah, I think so. Are yeah. Because some bands aren't loved in their hometown, but you guys are loved in your hometown, really? and hopefully the Black Lips are loved in their hometown. Where did you have your CD release party? Gases. <laughs> that was at Gases. Okay, yeah. so that was really the only place to play. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> no, the Seahorse. The, there's other venues, but that's like, yeah. Our, our good, fa- our good friend B. A. Johnston um, books that that venue. So generally speaking, that's that's the place. Is he from come. there? Is he from Halifax? No, no, he's from Hamilton. Because he's done a lot of road touring, like with Mr. Plow from yeah, Vancouver, yeah. British Columbia, Canada. Have you met Mr. Plow at all from Vancouver? He's we, playing in Halifax. Yeah. When, we didn't meet him. That's why I met B.A. through oh. Mr. Plow. He's done a lot of touring, hasn't he? Yep. Like a lot, a lot of touring. He's yeah. a road roarier. Does he get back at people, do you think, because he books the club? Like, you didn't book me, so I ain't going to book you. <laughs> yeah, well, he could. <laughs> he probably does, yeah. He's that kind of guy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Stolen Mix, did you play with King Kong? Not exactly <laughs> with. Not exactly with. But what happened is in, in Montreal, um, when we got there, we found out that there was going to be a second show immediately after ours. That King Kong was doing something for MTV. They were filming it or something. So we were excited because we got to see him play, which was awesome. And there was all kinds of guests, and it was a great show. You so, should say what King Kong said to you about our band name. Oh, well, he, he's... He said, what's your band name? And, and I said, The Stolen Minx. And he was like, oh, yeah, I, I'm a big John Waters fan. Like, he's kind of the only person that ever, usually when we say it, they say, what? What? And then we have to repeat it again and again. And it, I don't think that the pun is ever clear. But, yeah. But we he kinda, got it. Yeah, he got it right away. What about the Lindsay Lohan connection? Huh? You haven't seen that Lindsay Lohan oh, headline? Yeah, no, I totally have. What? When I, when I Googled her name once, she stole oh, a code or something. Yeah, the, it's Lindsay Lohan sued over stolen mink. <laughs> That's so awesome. That well, could be a connection too, right? I guess yeah, you can yeah, use yeah. that if you want to tell people. But sure. that's great that King Kong <laughs> totally got it, like right off the bat. He there. got it. He didn't see us play, but... 
I've, that was fine. I don't know. I was just happy to see you. So that's an interesting situation, Stolen Minx. Here you are. You're at a gig in Montreal, home of your record label. Yeah. Trying to impress people. And how was your attendance wise for that great. game? It was really good, yeah. And then, so we had an awesome show, and then we just got to hang out there and watch King Kong. So it was amazing. Yeah, it, Let's yeah. Go Griff is not it's not a huge place, so I mean, it's 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 cozy. So it wasn't one of those things you played to nobody, and then it packed. Yeah, oh, no, 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 yeah. yeah. There's tons of people there. We have yeah. some friends that live there too, so it was nice to see people from Halifax that had moved there. They all came to the show. Because that can be one of the most demoralizing, depressing type things. I've participated in rock and roll concerts where I've played in a venue earlier on, and then the crowd will come and totally pack out the place and you get the press. But what's really depressing is you feel you shouldn't even be there because you're trying to sell, sell your stuff at the merch table, and people will come up and go, well, why is your stuff here? Why are you selling stuff? <laughs> well, we played here earlier on in the evening. Was anybody questioning why you were there? It wasn't that There's like maybe that. maybe a little uh, bit of that. I think that we had I packed up our it, merch but... by the time oh, King yeah. Kong was on. Yeah, because well, we weren't watching it anymore yeah, by that point. Yeah, we just wanted yeah. to, to watch the show and dance yeah. and stuff. Our moment was over. <laughs> How yeah. about the Urban Surf Kings from Halifax? Isn't that a garage band from South? Like a Halifax? surf band, yeah. yeah. Surf band. Garage yeah. surf band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've played with them a bunch of times. We haven't recently, but we used to. They have like a they have like an annual show for a while that we were playing at. Yeah, yeah and they had that guys. Link Ray. They had a Link Ray tribute that we played a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. What instrumental bands are from Halifax? Because you guys have played instrumentals in the past, and do you mm-hmm. do any instrumentals still on this tour? Uh, Not really. On One, this tour, maybe a couple yeah. Link Ray songs still we play. or uh, uh, We have an instrumental song that we sometimes play. Yeah. What Not are the other lot. bands? Are there any other bands that do instrumentals? Well, there's like Wyndham Earl, but they're not really, it, they're like electronic instrumental. But I don't know. What about that video game band? No, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nerd, Nerd Army. Nerd Army. They're instrumental. But I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know about the long tradition of. Yeah. We're going to fail the, the Halifax trivia t- contest. <laughs> I can feel it. Yeah. You guys did get to open for Wanda Jackson, though. Yeah. yeah. That we is did. incredible. Wanda Jax, how yeah. old is she now? It was her 70th birthday when we played with her. In Toronto? Yeah. yeah. And what's amazing is what you do on your birthday, you do all year round. So that means all year round she was thinking about the stolen minx. <laughs> oh! Yeah. Probably. Right. That's right. What can That's you tell awesome. the people about Wanda Jackson and her history? Because that's pretty amazing, isn't it? She um, was one of the first female rockabilly performers, I guess. Um, she dated Elvis Presley. Um, yeah. What I mean, I hate to say that, but yeah. she does kind of mention that a lot in her she show. She does, yeah. But it seems sort of like, oh, you shouldn't Secondary. have to mention that. Like, yeah. she had so many hits. Like, yeah. she wrote, she wrote a lot of songs. Yeah. Wrote a lot of songs for people, but then she would always like sort of sing them better herself. Like, she sung a lot of songs that she had written for other people. Like, she wrote a song for Brenda Lee, and then she sung that. I forget what yeah. it was, but she mentioned that. She has a killer voice. She really yeah. has a killer voice. And her voice is still, like, it sounds exactly like she's 70, and she's singing. It sounds exactly like her recordings from when she was 20. It's mm-hmm. nuts. Have you covered any of her songs? What songs did she do that night, just out of curiosity? Oh, God, she, she did a lot. Yeah, she did she let, Let's Have a Party. Because um, that's the one that brings on the house, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I think she did it like it was like a medley, like going in and going out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did. Yeah, 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 yeah. she, she played did some Elvis Fujiyama songs too, Mama, yeah. which was a song that we were we covered. What song? Like, Fujiyama Mama, and we tried to cover that when we first started being a band, but it, it didn't really pan out. No one could bring themselves to sing it. That's why. Did you ask her for any tips on how to play her songs? 
No. We didn't really, like, we <laughs> talked to her, to but it was, like, a much. very, it was like, like, controlled an, circumstance. Yeah, we had, it was an, like, we had an audience with her. Like, yeah, it was sort of, like, we totally. just could, it was, like, you know, a queen. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. She gave us, like, glossy photos, signed glossy photos, and we sort of, like, she held our hands, and we took a picture. And, yeah, yeah. But a we didn't really, shoot. like, have a big chat no, so much. Yeah. No heart she, to heart with Wanda Jackson. How did you Jackson. get the gig? Our record label guy, Jason, the, one of the guys that runs the record label New Romance for Kids in Montreal. He heard she was coming to Montreal, tried to get us on that show, and then that didn't work out. He knows that we were fans of hers, and so he just, yeah, out of the goodness yeah, of his he heart. he just kept persevering until yeah. they let us on those Toronto <laughs> shows. <laughs> A lot of irritating e- emails yeah. sent, possibly. Where uh, was it? At the Horseshoe? No, the Cadillac Lounge. What was that like? Was that a good place to have it? Well, it was small. Right. It was yeah. maybe too small. Surprisingly like small, yeah. Did you guys yeah. play any All Ages gigs? Yeah. yeah. On this tour, have there been any All Ages? Oh, I guess yeah. you mentioned there were yeah. a few, right? In Lethbridge, yeah. we just played one, organized yeah. by a 17-year-old kid. Yeah. It was his first show that he ever put together, and it was great. It was at the Loyal or the Moose Lodge. And Which was a fantastic place. <laughs> he called up. He called us up that that day at nine thirty in the morning, and we were asleep. And and uh, he was talking to Steph, and Steph was like, "What are you What are you doing? Are you at work?" And he was like, "I'm seventeen. I'm at school." <laughs> so we were talking about how we really wanted to like go to his school and pick him up from high school and be yeah. like, "Teacher, Connor's got to go," and like pull up in the van, and he would come with us. <laughs> And the gig went yeah. well? Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was good, yeah. It was yeah. Did any of his high school friends come? Because that's usually the advantage of having someone in high school. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. lots of high school, yeah. school yeah. kids. And where was it? At an Elks Lodge? Loyal Order of the Moose. Lo- that's that's what it was called, yeah. Loyal Order of the Moose. Yeah. And you were to band the Stolen Minx from Halifax, Nova Scotia, <laughs> yeah. playing tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, at the Balmoral with the Beelines and the Mean Jeans. And tomorrow you're playing at the Library House in Vancouver, right. the house show. And if people want to find info from that, they can contact you through your MySpace page, yeah. right? Yeah, send us a message on MySpace or email us or Which whatever. Which is MySpace slash what? For Stolen Minx. Stole- Nobody else has that. Earning close on there, right? There's there's the stolen minx, which you should avoid at all costs, because that's a MySpace profile that got created when we started, and then we lost the password and can't can't change it and can't delete it, so it has nothing. So how will they know they're on the right page? There? There's if, it, if, on if there's it. actually stuff on it, it's not. It's just stolen minx. So if people would like to go to the house party tomorrow night, yeah. they can go to MySpace and contact you through there, and you'll give them all the information of where the library house is tomorrow night in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. But tonight, the stolen minx are playing at the Balmoral. And winding up here with the stolen minx from Halifax, Nova Scotia, you mentioned Gus's Pub. What about Pizza Corner and Halifax <laughs> Don Air? <laughs> well, <Don Ayers. laughs> yeah, it's pretty gross. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> Pizza Corner, that's kind of a legendary place in Halifax, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's a spot where basically all the bars let out at two in the morning and every kid in Halifax goes to this one spot where there's there are four different pizza places and uh, people get donairs, which is a Halifax and fight each other. Oh yeah they fight and fight each other in the street. And the Halifax Donair really was made in Halifax, right? The legendary Halifax Donair, right? That's named after Halifax, right? Uh, (laughs) Is it named after Halifax? Well, they have Donaires other places, but it's not the same. I guess. There's like know. a legendary place that makes Donaires there, isn't there? There's a lot of legends. King of yeah, Donaire? King of yes. Donaire. Yeah, yeah, King of Donaire. K-O-D. Is it any good? I don't know. I have never had one. I can't do it. It's You've never gross. had a Donaire? No. I've had a Donaire. Yeah, it's I've good. It you helps have to be you. drunk, yeah. for sure. Uh, what, what have you guys been eating and drinking on this particular tour? We've been we, making our own meals a lot of the time. Are you hungry and drunk now? We're hungry. No, no. we're hungry, yeah. What have you eaten today? Well... 
not much, some green beans and granola bars and coffee. But uh, Erica and Steph yesterday made funny, what were in your sandwiches? Oh, yeah, we had, well, because we took that detour. Well, we just, like, got lost sort of yesterday. We ended up on a ferry or waiting in line for a ferry. So we had jalapeno corn tortilla wraps and peanut butter and apples. So we made wraps. But it's pretty with, healthy. Yeah, yeah we had, good. like, I don't know, that's all we had. Did you month, carry a cooler? How do you put it yeah. together? We have, we a, have cooler. a rice cooker and a cooler. And a little gas stove, yeah. camp stove. So not too much fast food then? We made oh, a, little. a little bit. I had a Tim Hortons breakfast sandwich today. Yeah, me too. That was my first one of tour, though. And what about for booze? What is on your rider for the stolen minx? <laughs> Just basically anything, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's not it's no. a major no. priority. That's what we learned. Yeah. What has been the best stuff that you've got? Like, which clubs have treated you the best? Oh. Well, uh, like, the most booze we've ever got was actually last summer in Edmonton, I think. Oh, at yeah. At that bar where they... Bar yeah. tab. But uh, in London, call the office. That was oh, like yeah. 18 the office. free beers or something. They like to load on the drink beers. tickets. Yeah. Yeah. So you use it through tickets. Do you ever just get like a giant bucket full of it backstage? <laughs> that Well, we no. don't. There's never a backstage that we're allowed access we're, to. Yeah. As far as I could tell. <laughs> no one ever has mentioned the word rider to us ever. And I don't. I think that <laughs> it won't happen. Or even band room backstage yeah. area. It says, you stay out here. We'll let you know and get up, play, get off, go home. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of house shows, those that movie, 6015 Willow, yeah. what's that about? Some sort of house show? Kind of a house show. It was a, a friend of ours, Paul Hammond, in Halifax, and he had lived at this place. A bunch of different very creative people had lived there over the years, and they were all moving out, so they wanted to do something kind of special. So they emptied the house, and they filled it up with bands and film equipment and filmed 20 different bands over three days in this empty house and all the various rooms, like the kitchen and the bathroom and the bedrooms and stuff. So we did that last summer, and it's just being kind of fi- finished now. The, I think yeah, the, we the saw film- it at Sappy Fest in Sackville, and then it's going to be at the <laughs> Halifax Pop Explosion in Pop and Montreal. And you're one of the bands playing there. Yeah, we're the yeah. first one on the, in the movie. And yeah. I also see the band North of America is playing yeah. in yeah. that movie. They They're still reun- around, North it, of America. It was a reunion for the movie. Are they one of the more famous bands from Halifax? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say. so. Yeah. I've just seen that name for years and years and years. Actually, speaking of famous bands, do you have any connection at all to Sloan? I know it's many years <laughs> ago, but do you have anything you can give us? Yes, after, yeah, I do. Uh, since 1991, I've been asking people for Sloan trivia and stuff, and I know <laughs> it's kind of dwindled down. And they were just actually in town here the yeah, other yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, like, following yeah. them, or they're following us. On Where Twitter, have they maybe? been playing? You've seen them playing different... No, we haven't. Well, they... Our friend Colin used to, like run murder records and we stayed with him in winnipeg winnipeg and he said that he had just seen them the night before i don't know where it was that they played i forget the bar but i used to volunteer at murder records when i was in high school so i was a big fan of those bands like and i used to sort of like glue seven inches together and mail people their mail orders and write little notes and stuff like that i was a pretty big fan how about the rest of you guys do you have any connections to sloan anything like this like just scraping the bottom barrel. That's amazing, like being there ground zero. But yeah. how about any other stuff that you've heard? Just, God. just well, anything. Like, any you're connection. wearing an Eric's Trip t-shirt. And on this tour, our first show, we played with Chris Thompson's wife, Dawn Aaron, and her band, Girls Explode. That's not a Sloan connection. That's, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good, though. 
Actually, Sappy Not Fest, too, too, right? You played yeah, Sappy yeah. Fest, which, what was that all about? That was the whole Eric's Trip Festival, right? Their own Sappy Fest. Yeah, mm. it was amazing. They shut down Sack, like the main street in Sackville, and it was banned for, I guess, three nights. Um, and we got to see Eric's Trip. I'd never seen Eric's Trip before, and I, because I grew up in Ontario, but I really liked, I liked them when I was growing up. So that was really cool. But it was just an amazing, amazing festival, like really well run, and we had an awesome time. How long does it take you guys to get to something like Sappy Fest from Halifax? Where do bands tour? out of Halifax. Like in Vancouver, you know, you might go to Victoria, you might go to Seattle, or maybe all the way to Calgary or something like that, or Cologne or something. Where do bands tour out of Halifax? What's the route? You just stick in Halifax? Where do you go? Charlottetown. And how far is that? Charlottetown is like just a few hours, really. Yeah. Uh, Sackville's only two two hours. Yeah. And but, then Montreal is 12. Yeah. Most yeah. people just make that, that trek to Montreal and yeah. start there. You can play Fredericton, and there's a few other places, but sometimes it's just worth it getting in the van and going straight to Montreal. How about into the States, that sort of northern statish area there? Have you done anything there? Do we any bands from there come up? Uh, I don't know. Not too, too many. We had a couple last year, but they were coming from Louisville and uh, Richmond, so... I don't that's know. That's far. not that's yeah. not really yeah. east, that's not, but yeah. yeah. And Stolen Minks, Canada's best comic store, Strange Adventures. Yeah, yeah. Who worked there? That's my work, and Rochelle, who's not here. But yeah, I work there. Well, that sounds pretty exciting. Canada's best comic store. What makes it Canada's best comic store, Stolen Minks? Just well, the best. <laughs> Just it is a cool, it's run by a really cool guy named Cal Johnston, and he, he's really, like, involved in the community, and he helps organize all sorts of events, and it's just like a, I don't know, it's like not the kind of comic book store where you go in and feel uncomfortable, and there's a bunch of, well, there are a bunch of nerdy dudes, but there's also, like, nice nerdy dudes. There's and also cool Tina people. and Rochelle. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> it's, it's just a good atmosphere, no, yeah. and... Have there been many comic in-stores or comic artists that have come through the store at all? Like, signings and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, there's been quite a few. Well, I mean, there's a bunch of, like, local, like, um, Steve McNiven, who's, like, a big Marvel guy right now, um, and Darwin Cook both live, like, in, or just outside of Halifax. Um, and then, like, Brian Lee O'Malley and Hope Larson. Brian Lee O'Malley did Scott Pilgrim. They're, like, sort of indie superstars, and they were living in Halifax for a while, too. So Halifax has actually, like, a really cool comic scene. Yeah, what is hot with the comic people there in Halifax? What are they going into the store to try to pick up? Any any vintage stuff they're looking for, or is it mainly new stuff there? Yeah, it, it's a bit of both. Like, I don't know. People are always, like, we're pretty good about, like, having old stuff that we don't sell for really expensive. And so there, I think there's a big, like, market for that, like, f- like weird old, like, world's finest where, like, like Superman and Batman are like almost kissing or something. Like there's some something weird going on. Some like Silver Age stuff. Like people are pretty crazy about that. How much does that go for? Well, if it's I don't know. Sometimes like if they're just not in in great shape, it'll just be like two or three bucks. Like we always have old comics for cheap, which is really fun. What's the most expensive comic that you've seen in the store? Oh well, we have the um, first appearance of Spider-Man, and that's like ten grand. Amazing Holy. Fantasy fifteen. Really? Yeah, you know that? Oh my yeah. god, no. Yeah. I didn't I looked through it. It made me. It made me nervous, though. I thought I was gonna like, like yeah, spill something on it. Leave your like fingerprints on it. Yeah, because I mean, you can read it. There's reprints of it, Mm. you know. Oh right. But yeah, we have like that one of those. I don't. There's supposed to be like 20 in the world or something. (laughs) One's in Halifax. Yeah. Just like there's only one stolen minx. (laughs) Although there's two stolen minx MySpace pages. And again, the stolen (laughs) minx are playing, and that's important because the stolen minx are playing tomorrow night at the library house. And if you want to know where the library house is, go down MySpace and check out the stolen minx, and they'll give you the address. And also, you're playing tonight here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, at the Balmoral. You're playing at the Balmoral. 
with the Beelines and the Mean Jeans. Tell us, Stolen Mix from Halifax, about Brent Randall and the Pine Cones. Oh, they're a great Halifax band. We toured with them a bit last summer. I was excited by yeah. their outfits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're a stylish band. Actually, the Dave, their drummer, he recorded this album, High Kicks, for us. He's a really great guy. What do they look like on stage? Do they have special outfits, or was that this one nope. photo? Yeah, yeah, they, special special yeah. Yeah. they look very 70s. Yeah. And what do you guys look like on stage? You had a neon show, didn't you? Did you dress all neon? Do you dress neon every gig? No. We usually just dress like this. And what is this for the people just that can't see this? Jeans. Like we rolled out of bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah we, tried, we tried to plan outfits for a while, but it just never worked. Ever, everyone else, we'd be like, choose a color, green, and then only Rochelle would show up in green, and everyone else would be wearing something different, or just Rochelle and me or something, I don't know. Yeah. So we just, we, it, it, it just doesn't But you work. do have some neat stuff, like, for instance, this merch thing that you've given me. What can you tell the people about this? This is really neat. Is this a limited edition tour type thing? Yeah. Erica made a bunch of, well, she still makes a bunch of these little pouches. They're just sort of all-purpose pouches. It's not necessarily for the CD because she makes all different sizes. They can be for anything. Stephanie, Stephanie, was, Stephanie was doing all the screening, like the screen printing for the T-shirts and stuff. So, and we had all these patches. So, and I had a sewing machine. So I just started sewing little pouches. I like the fur on the back. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Maybe describe people. It's not just like a regular pouch. It's got the fur <laughs> on the back. It's got some fake fur. It's got some fake Which fur is actually back. from like a car seat cover that I found on Agricola Street. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I lost it. Recycling, putting everything. Are there stolen Minx pants too? Stolen Minx what? Pants. I thought you had stolen Minx pants. Pants. Or shorts. I, underpants. Oh, under, underpants. underwear. There yeah. are. Yeah. Well, not anymore. We, we sold, sold the last them. pair somewhere. Like, I don't know. Because you do try to make stuff fun. You had that cupcake eating contest yeah. at Cass's, right? Yep. That was for the CD release party, yep. Now, what did people win? A free CD? No, oh, no, no they won um, a picture that's, that Steph and I have found at Valley Village that was, um, uh, how do I describe this? It's like airbrush picture of James Dean with the Twin Towers in the background. So it was like a memorial to both James Dean and the Twin Towers. It was like a dry-matted poster. That was a good prize. Yeah. yeah. And they had to eat how many cupcakes for that? How many did he eat? It was... I think he only. Nine. It was not an impressive number in the end. Well, nine's a lot. Right? Yeah, nine's it turned a lot out to be. Yeah, it was we, about three minutes. We had a tray of a dozen, and they had to eat as many as they could in three minutes. And it was a lot more disgusting than I thought yeah, it was going to really be. Bad. I felt really bad once it started. I felt bad for them. Oh God. Anyway, but eight cupcakes is a lot. It turns out tonight there will be no cupcakes, but there will be booze. What is the official stolen minx booze? Is it Wildcat? What's the Wildcat? <laughs> yeah, well, well, Erica drank a lot of Wildcat when she was in university, and then I think taught us how to shotgun it <laughs> in practice. But Steph's it. drinking gin and tonics this tour. Yeah, I know. Well, the Wildcat's just cheap beer, cheap cans that we can buy and bring to practice. That's all. Well, thanks for coming all the way out to CITR Yay, Stolen Minx. Thanks. And we're going to end the Nardware to Human Serviette Radio Show with which particular Stolen Minx track from your new Viola, CD? Maybe? Viola, yeah. Sure. Viola Desmond. Viola Desmond. And which number? Is it that? 10. Is, Is it 10? 10? Number 10, okay. I Actually, I like to tune your broken heart, actually. Oh, do it, do it, yeah. I kind of like it because in a little way, it kind of reminds me of the Dead Kennedys, Chemical Warfare, <laughs> Chemical Warfare, <laughs> Chemical Warfare, Warfare. Does it kind of go like that? <laughs> yeah. Were you thinking of that? Or well, I really liked the Dead Kennedys when I was in high school, so maybe Has that was like a subconscious. Has anybody noticed that at all? Or? 
know that song? But I love yeah. it though. I love it. I love it. So this is your broken heart by the Stolen Minx from their brand new CD, High Kicks, on a new romance label out of Montreal, Quebec. And the Stolen Minx are playing tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, at the Balmoral with the Beelines and the Mean Jeans, and tomorrow night at the Library House, a house show with the Mean Jeans. Get a hold of them through their MySpace to find out the address of the Library House. You know where the Balmoral is. What else you want to add to the people out there at all, Stolen Minx? Thank you for the pouch and the card here as the CITR News comes in. Absolutely. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Uh, No, I don't think so. (laughs) Why should people care about the stolen mix? Why should people care? Because we're nice, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't hurt anybody. People neither should nor shouldn't care about the stolen mix. I like that we didn't hurt anyone. That's a good. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks so much, stolen mix. Keep on rocking in the free world and do 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 do. is a live presentation of CITR News.